0: Hop slow, hands off to Yo, Yo back and score, another round one opportunity,
1: Yo Lee Childs. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans.
2: Welcome into Cougar Pre Game Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are up north in Ogden to face the Weber State Wildcats and since winning five games in a row, BYU has dropped its last two contests. Most recently was Wednesday night when they lost on the road to Illinois State. The Cougars lost in overtime 92-89. Yoli Childs and TJ Hawes once again led BYU in scoring. Yo finished with 27 points and a season-high 16 rebounds, while TJ scored 22 to become the 52nd Cougar to reach the 1,000-point milestone. Certainly, congratulations to TJ Hawes. BYU had a 14-point second-half lead, but poor perimeter shooting, and the Redbirds, quite honestly being unconscious from the charity stripe, really did BYU in. They entered the game shooting 64% from the free-throw line in that game. 30% Thirty percent better at ninety four percent. BYU now sits at five and three on the season. Tonight's opponent, Weber State, is four and two. They're coming off a home win over Benedictine University at Mesa. This is a team that can score. They average about eighty seven points per game. They led by six one guard Jarek Harding. But guard Cody John at 16 points, center Zach Braxton at 12, and forward Brakat Chapman, the former Ute, uh, are also very, very dangerous. Tonight's game also begins three straight games for BYU against in-state teams. After tonight, the Cougars will host Utah State at home on Wednesday, and then BYU will face Utah a week from tonight at Vivint Smart Home Arena as part of the Beehive Classic. However, let's not get ahead of ourselves. BYU certainly giving its full attention to tonight's opponent, that being Weber State. Now, Joshir Hardnett is BYU's third-leading scorer at 11 points per game. He's averaging roughly the same amount of minutes as he did last year, but he's increased his scoring by five points per game. His defense on the ball continues to be one of his biggest strengths. I talked with the Gulfport Mississippi native after practice yesterday. Here's our conversation. After winning five in a row, you guys have dropped the last two. How's the team handled the uh, the two-game losing streak right now?
3: Well, it's definitely a bad thing. You don't want to you know lose those two games. We lost. Um, we're right there, though. So, teams and the coaches see that we're right there, and um, you know we're just a few jump shots away. Uh, we make a few threes, a few threes, and uh they miss a few. And uh, I feel like it's a different game, and we win.
2: How much are the struggles at, from the three-point line? How much is that brought up? How much are you guys focused on that, or does it only really get brought up when we ask you about it?
3: Um, we're really focusing on it, um, us and uh, as a team and a uh, coaching staff. We know that we're shooting the ball bad. You know, um, some people are not shooting with confidence. A lot going has to do with it, and um, it plays a big role. in, I think all three losses that we had. So uh, if we make shots, it's a different thing. You know, I think we're eight and zero instead of you know five and three.
2: And the thing is, while that may be one aspect that isn't where you want it to be, overall, you guys are playing some good basketball in terms of not turning the ball over. You guys are doing a good job defensively. Is it a mindset that you, while maybe one part's not working, you do need to focus on what you guys are doing well right now?
3: Yeah, of course. Yeah, that play's a big thing. Uh, I feel like we're doing a lot of things well. Uh, I think uh, we're getting it paced at a good pace. Um, We're not turning it over, like you said, as much. we're getting the extra passes so, you know, people are not playing selfish. Uh, I just think that comes with just making shots, you know, uh, with other teams just doing a couple more things, making shots at the end of the game. And that's usually where we kind of, you know, the upset comes is at the end of the game. So, you know, teams making shots and then we miss a shot, then they're going to make a shot. And it's kind of killing us. But I feel like, um, you know, working on the other things, you know, it's going to help us out.
2: For you personally, from last year to this year, I think you're averaging about five more points per game. Is that just being here for another year, being more comfortable? Is that you consciously being more aggressive offensively? What do you attribute the the strong start for your offensive game?
3: I just think being a little more aggressive than I was last year on the offensive end. Um, I'm with that group that's not shooting it as well as I would want. But um, I feel like after a few of those fall, you know, that boosts my confidence even more. And then, Throughout the season, you'll see a lot more, you know, more points with me.
2: You guys begin three games in a row against teams within the state of Utah. Weber State is up first. It's a team that you guys have faced before. What are your thoughts on taking on another in-state team this week?
3: Uh, well, it it's varies. You know, it's more like a rivalry mm-hmm. to the coaching staff and us. Um, and this team in Utah, you know, you want to go out and win, and hopefully we can win those three or four games that we did last year, you know run utah as in basketball um it's tough um it'd be tough uh, we're going at weber i mean we play at weber uh, it'd be a tough game good atmosphere um they got some good players so we're working on the day on locking in and guarding things that like
2: they got i gotta imagine you do get the test of being on the road but you're also like an hour away from home so we kind of get the best of both worlds in a way
3: yeah definitely i know the fans that'll be there from here and it will kind of be a ha- half and half atmosphere I, think, I don't think they'll be at outnumber numbers like they think they will
2: <laughs> How's school going for you right now? I was
3: going well. Um, I graduate, you know, coming up, so it's going well. I got a few more classes to get done, but other than that, it's going well for me.
2: I heard you on uh, one of the post game shows. It was right around Thanksgiving time, and you said that you had some family come out for Thanksgiving. I think you said your mom and your grandma. Yeah. How, how fun was it to have your family, being so far away from home, to be able to have some family coming out? I got to imagine. Talk about confidence. Probably yeah. boosts a little bit.
3: Yeah, well, of course. Um, not you know, just being here by myself with no family members and stuff. You know, it plays a part. But um, them coming out, kind of, you know. I was able to, you know, have someone to talk to and vent to a little bit. So they kind of played a role in there, and they cooked for me and, you know, just made some down food for me, so I felt loved.
2: Did, uh, did they leave any leftovers so you could keep it a little longer? Yeah, yeah,
3: definitely left a lot of leftovers. Yeah, I just finished eating on it kind of like the other day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just your great stuff. Thanks for the time.
3: Appreciate it. All right, thank you.
2: That was uh, Josh Sheer Harden. I appreciate him taking a few minutes uh, before practice yesterday. And when he plays well, when you have him as that third guy and you get three and four guys beyond just getting what – We've seen so far this year from Yoli Childs and TJ Hawes. that's usually a very good recipe for success for this BYU basketball team. Looking for uh, for good things tonight from Jasheer Hardnett on both ends of the floor. I mean, as we mentioned, his on-the-ball defense is, is one of the best on the team, and uh, certainly we know what he can do uh, on that side of the ball. Uh, so uh, if he can get his offensive game going, and again, he's definitely uh, – upped his pace offensively this season, Uh, this uh, should be a good night for him. And then you add that to what uh, T.J., and Yoli have been able to do, uh, that will go a long way tonight in snapping this two-game losing streak. This season, BYU basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we're going to head to the D event center for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame Live continues in just a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
1: This is Cougar Free Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Jason Shepard
2: with you. Good evening, Cougar fans. Tonight, BYU on the road in Ogden, getting ready to face the Weber State Wildcats. Let's head to the D Events Center in Ogden for our courtside conversation. He had a very pleasant drive from the Salt Lake Valley up to Ogden. His name is Mark Durant. Good evening, Mark. How are you?
4: I am uh, fantastic. Great to be back in the D Event Center. Uh, this is well Jason, this is how you know obviously I love the Marriott Center, but this is a, to me kind of the perfect college arena. It's not too big. Beautiful purple seats all the way up to the top. I mean it's just the right size, clean. I uh, I mean, I loved playing here in high school and as a as in college and uh yeah, so good memories here for the most part, and uh, it's a beautiful place to play basketball.
2: Yeah, and it's uh, it should hopefully for BYU be a good place to snap their two-game losing streak. When you look at these last two games, what are the trends? And I, I think we probably can start with, once again, the poor three-point shooting. What are the trends that you see that we didn't see in the five-game win streak that have now kind of been
4: brought to the surface again in the two losses? It's funny uh, talking to uh, Russ Larson, who I drove up here with. uh, You know, he said, you know, the toughest part of your job, Mark, is to have to figure out different ways of talking about BYU's bad three-point shooting. I mean, it's only, it's just bad. I mean, there's only so many things you can say. And obviously 6-28 at uh, Illinois State, lost in that game. People talk about free throw shooting. Yeah, that's a problem too. But, you know, 6-28 is uh less than 25 uh, percent I don't know what the, what it is that's why I was an English major yeah live math is never <laughs> never a good thing mark but let, let's just say okay let's just say 30 30 attempts to make it a little easier and so uh six out of uh, 30 would have been twenty percent so you made six twenty percent if you just shoot a decent now let's just say you had a nice night that's uh that's four that's four eight twelve so uh, that's doubling uh your your points from the three-point line there so uh, you get 10 more points if you uh, shoot 30 percent. so i mean you're just talking about shooting average just even below average not just epically bad you ru- you win that game running away and uh and you're happy and everything's going smooth we've got a good nice road win but boy when you shoot the ball that poorly you really put yourself in a bind the other thing I didn't like was BYU's three-point defense. I'm sitting there listening to the great Greg Rubel and Brian Santiago describe that game, and it just seemed one three-pointer after another after another, and they're open threes. And that, When you're behind by 14 and a half, really your only way you're getting back in that game is to get hot from the three and, and to get back from the three-point line. If you're getting two-point buckets, it's hard to get back into a game when you're down that far. So... Uh, as bad as BYU's three-point shooting was, it was frustrating to hear about the threes that the BYU was leaving open. They'd been pretty good defensively, but I think the last two games have been their worst to defensive games for whatever reason. And maybe it's because just Houston was better, and so that's why you have a bad defensive game is because you're playing against good players. But I don't think that was the case at Illinois State. I think... It was a real lapse defensively, especially guarding the three-point shots. And then when you're not hitting them and matching that, then uh, you're going to have tough nights. That said, you know, BYU should have won that game. I had free throws to win it. Had a kind of a, you know, we, we understand what Ute fans went through uh, last, last <laughs> night because TJ got what I thought was a weak call. Yeah, he bumped him a little bit. But in that situation, I don't it think that weak. whistle should have been called. Yeah, it, it was so, weak. So, I mean, they they should have won the game even with all that said. So there's there's good things they're doing, but that was what stood out to me was the missed threes and then not guarding the three good enough.
2: You mentioned TJ, and you only did it a few games ago. Then Wednesday, TJ joined the 1,000-point club. He's upped his average to just under 17 points per game. Mark, he's done a really nice job really on both ends to begin the year. I've been really impressed with TJ so far.
4: Yeah, we're seeing the kind of the old TJ, and maybe that's not fair. But he he did struggle at times last year, and I think part of it is that kind of Quincy Lewis is uh, in charge of the offensive defense now, and of course TJ played for Quincy for so many years growing up, and feels comfortable in that offense, and likes the up uh, up skip, up style uh, pace of play that BOU's playing, and a little more freedom with the ball. He doesn't have Elijah Bryan out there, kind of taking over the ball, uh, and I think he plays better with the ball in his hands. Uh, so, yeah, we're seeing his resurgence, his numbers are back over. I would like to still see a little bit more consistency. Uh, he wasn't great from the three-point line at Illinois State, and uh, but, but he, he certainly looks so much better, and that percentage is up, and he, he seems to be having a lot more fun. Last year, I don't know that he had a second of fun in that whole season, and what's the point? I mean, if you're not having fun, and I see a little bit more of the joy of the game for TJ this year. And, it, it, yeah, he looks much, much better. And, uh, and I hope that continues for him throughout his career at BYU. He's, he's obviously been very good uh, at BYU to get 1,000 points. I mean, that's pretty darn good. And uh, I think uh, just the, the future looks bright for him. I'm, I'm happy to see him playing like we all know that he can play.
2: Coach Rose mentioned during postgame on Wednesday that BYU's got to find a way to get other guys involved. It can't just be Yoli and TJ. How do you think they do that? Do you try and run plays specifically for other guys maybe going to the basket to get kind of an early maybe even if it's just a layup something to get the ball going in the net to get the confidence how do do you do that because for the most part Yoli and TJ regardless of the situation they've been able to get their points how do you get the other guys going because when they've
4: done that BYU's won I don't know that you can dial up certain plays for these guys to get going. Uh, I think at some point you have to, as a player, get yourself going and take the opportunities as they come. It's not like TJ and Yoli are just jacking up shots every time, hogging the ball and black holes. I mean, most defenses are saying, I'm going to double team Yoli and we're going to try and take TJ out of it. And they're almost daring the other guys to make plays. That's That's the scout for BYU right now is take away Yoli, Keep an eye on TJ. And then if the other guys beat us, fine. And right now they're shooting such poor numbers and they're getting open looks. Just go down the line. Uh, and, and so at some point, you know, Russ and I were talking about this on the way up, you got to be a gamer. you got to be ready to go and, and come out with confidence and do your thing. And there's only so much coaches can do for you and whatever. you got to be a gamer. And it doesn't matter if you can make Ten threes in a row in practice. When the lights come on, you're at Weber State, go hit a shot. Go make a play, and then that will build on itself. And right now, I don't think those guys are helping this team as much as they can. I like a lot of things about them. Zach has been good at times. shooting a pretty decent number. Uh, Connor Harding I love, but he needs to start knocking down some threes. He's more than capable of that. Jasheer. As good as he is at times, it needs to be better, uh, more consistent. McKay, uh, I mean, it's not a knock on these guys. It's just that some of them have to kind of go deep inside and say, I'm going to make a difference in this game. I'm going to make this play. I'm going to be a gamer. When the lights come on, that's where I'm at my best. And uh, I think, you know, if they could just get one or two guys, and maybe maybe Nick will help with that here because Nick's a gamer. And uh, so – but, but they need somebody to step up and start making some plays so it's not just uh, TJ and, and Yoli having to pull all the weight.
2: Yeah, and this is the final game that Nick Emery will miss. He will be back on the floor for BYU Wednesday against Utah State. Obviously, we can talk about that uh, on Cougar Pregame Live on Wednesday. Weber State, especially in Ogden, has played BYU well. Now that doesn't mean they've beaten the Cougars. Under Dave Rose, the Cougars are thirteen and zero against the Wildcats. What do you make of this year's Weber State team?
4: I like them. I think this is going to be a tough game for BYU. Uh, they shoot a good three-point percentage, which we talked about. That's that's dangerous for BYU. And uh, they, Weber State, over the years, always seems to have one really good player, whether it's Lillard or. Boyette or wherever, whatever, they've got they just haven't had enough good players and uh, of course Jarek Harding is excellent yeah. and uh, Chapman so uh, they've got decent size and uh, and like I said, they shoot shoot the ball pretty well so that's that scares me and uh, BYU's had great success here but I worry about that. Uh, when you beat the team so many times in a row, that provides a little extra incentive and so I, I hope BYU comes out thinking we've lost two in a row man we're fired up we are angry we're going to go get it and because they're going to have to have that attitude to to match what i think weber state will bring i know coach ray doesn't like the fact that he can't beat dave rose and they'll come out with a lot of fire and i think they think they're a good team and shoot the ball well and this may be their chance so you better be ready to go tonight Garf
2: honda nissan and volkswagen and orm proudly present keys to the game Mr. Mark Durant, what are
4: your keys to tonight's game? Well, I think uh, uh, we talked about it a little bit, but just getting some help from other guys. I think if uh, if uh, Jasheer or Zach or Connor or all of Bergers- them, Bergeson or all of them, if, I, I, I will even <laughs> ask for all of them, just one <laughs> or two maybe. I think if you can start getting some help from some other guys, that BYU good enough that uh, I think they can come in and get a win here. But if it's going to be just Yoli and TJ two on five, uh, trying to, to to match Weber State shooting and scoring. It's going to be tough because Weber State can put points on the board.
2: Mark, great stuff. Enjoy the Purple Palace tonight. Should be a fun one. Appreciate the time as always. Thank you, my friend. See ya. See ya. There we go. The great Mark Duran, our courtside conversation from the D event center in Ogden, Weber State, BYU coming your way in just a little under 40 minutes from now. After a quick timeout, we'll check out some other scores in college hoops and in college football. A great game between Alabama and Georgia in the SEC championship game. That was that was entertaining. We'll talk about all that coming up on the other side as Cougar Pregame Live continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
1: Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. BYU in O-Town tonight facing
2: Weber State, BYU and Weber State from the D. Event Center coming your way in about 35 minutes. We'll get you up to the D. Event Center coming up in just a few minutes. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant will take you the rest of the way. Uh, In the meantime, though, lots going on in both college basketball and college football. However, we will start with NCAA Tournament. Women's volleyball, BYU and Utah tonight. It is a rivalry match at the Smith Fieldhouse. It will get underway at 7 o'clock. You can watch that on BYU TV. BYU getting the win last night over Stony Brook. Utah defeating Denver yesterday. The winner tonight will move on to the Sweet 16. And that's kind of what BYU does. They have already beaten Utah this year. In fact, they swept them. So if the Cougars can win, they will advance on to the Sweet 16. All right. Other local college basketball action: Utah has already played today. They defeated Tulsa 69-64 at the Huntsman Center. Coming up at seven o'clock, it is Utah Valley hosting Denver, and then at eight o'clock Mountain Time, Utah State on the road at UC Irvine. Top twenty-five college basketball: This score is not a mistake, and there's still 13 minutes to go in the second half. Number three Duke leading Stetson 84 to 29. Again. That is not a false score. Number one, Gonzaga. Zags defeating Creighton 103-92. A final in overtime. Number two, Kansas defeats Stanford 90-84. Number five, Nevada wins on the road at USC 73-61. It was Michigan. On top of Purdue 76-57, number 10 Kentucky defeats UNC Greensboro 78-61. Marquette upsets number 12 Kansas State 83-71. Virginia Tech defeats Central Connecticut 94 to 40. Number 20 Texas Tech winning over Memphis that is part of the uh, Miami Invitational 78-67 in favor of the Red Raiders. Tw- number 21 Buffalo defeats San Francisco 85 to 81. Villanova over LaSalle 85 to 78. Number 24 Maryland defeats Penn State 66 59 and later on tonight seven o'clock Mountain time Houston hosting number 18 Oregon all right it is championship Saturday college football do have a couple of uh, games going on right now the Mountain West Championship between Boise State and Fresno State all tied up seven apiece nearing the end of the first quarter also it's the ACC championship game number two Clemson leading pitt seven to nothing in the Big Ten championship game number six Ohio State with a seven nothing lead over number 21, Northwestern, and I teased this uh, before we went to break. Number one, Alabama rallies to defeat number four, Georgia. 35-28 is the final in the SEC championship game. The Bulldogs had a 14-point lead over the Crimson Tide. Alabama comes all the way back, and they win 35-28. to All right, that is going to do it. After the break, we're going to send you to Ogden for the Cougar pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
1: It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
0: Good evening, Cougar basketball fans, and welcome courtside inside the D Event Center in Ogden, Utah. As tonight, the Weber State Wildcats look to snap a 15-game, 16-year losing streak against the BYU Cougars, who have won the last six games in this building as part of that streak. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel. My broadcast partner is the former Cougar hoopster, respected lawyer, and celebrated social media sensation, Mark Durant. And, uh, Mark, the way things are going, uh, maybe Weber State is the cure for what ails the Cougars. It's been a rough week. Uh, Last week's home loss to Houston followed by that road setback at Illinois State. Now comes an opponent that last beat BYU in January of 2003. But, of course, the Cougs will need more than history on their side tonight. They need to play the kind of complete game, let's say, we haven't even seen in a while.
4: Well, Greg, as wonderful as it was to just kind of sit back at home and listen to your beautiful voice over the airwaves the other night, that was really painful to, to listen to. And I what I hope is that it's super-duper extra painful for these players. Uh, that was always a real motivation for me is I didn't want to lose. And if you lose one or two in a row, man, if I don't see an unbelievable effort from BYU tonight, I'm going to be very disappointed. Because Weber State, you mentioned that streak. They've had a great coach. We all know Coach Ray's a great coach. And uh, – and they've had some amazing players in that time come through here. And that's something to really be proud of, that, that streak. And if you don't think this team is capable or wants to end that here in their home court, you're, you're crazy. So I just hope we see what, I, what I'd like to see, a little more fire, a little more leadership. And, and some of the other guys step up to help Yoli and TJ. And I think if I see that, uh, I think BYU gets off the snide and, and can go forward. You get Nick Nick Emery coming in. I just want to see that fire and and have that. You know that you got that. Just that gut just aching because you, you haven't won in a couple games, I, and, and I hope I see that from BYU. I think if you get that kind of effort, you'll be looking at 14 in a row. All right, coming up next, you'll hear
0: what uh, BYU head coach Dave Rose is thinking ahead of tonight's in-state showdown as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the D Event Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
1: You're tuned to the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. It is
0: BYU at Weaver State tonight. The 44th meeting in a series that BYU leads with 33 wins to only 10 losses. BYU on a current run of 15 straight victories. The last 13 under head coach Dave Rose. It is time now for my pregame interview with Coach Rose. Presented by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. And tonight, it's Coach Rose on the challenge of facing in-state opponents in back-to-back-to-back games starting tonight here at the Event Center.
5: Yeah, you know, we... we uh... We've played the in stake games for years, and sometimes, I-, I guess the last couple years, especially, they've uh, they've all fallen, you know, uh, within the same couple weeks, anyways. And um, you know, I think last year we might have played four of them in a row. But uh, I, you know, I, I, I know guys like to play in the games; they're they're pretty emotionally draining. So we'll see how we do. Um, you know, coming off a really tough loss on Wednesday night. Um, And, you know, getting back and and practicing. Another challenge with this week is, uh, you know, the the, the kind of the Christmas around the world issue that's kind of been uh, negated a little bit because of the annex that we've built and we have a place to practice. We don't have to look around. And, you know, so our schedule can remain, uh, you know, pretty pretty steady. Um, But this has always been an interesting week when we've been out of our building for two straight games. And, uh, you know, this year... Um, you know, we put some miles on. Some 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 years, we've been able to, you know, maybe play a game in Salt Lake and a game in Logan or a game at Logan, a game in, in you know Ogden. Uh, but uh, you know, this this year's been a little bit different.
0: What's the takeaway from the Wednesday game? Now that you've uh, looked back
5: on. It? Well, I, I think that uh, our guys know that you know we, we we played hard enough to win. It's it's kind of similar to uh, the Nevada game. You know, we've had two games outside of our building where. I thought we've competed really well, and we've played in stretches really well, and then we've had some flat spots, and those flat spots kind of, you know, got us, you know, out of the game at Nevada and put us in a a spot where they came back, you know, in Illinois state game. And and then you get, you know, in a one, two, three possession game, at the end you just got to make plays and execute. And we thought, you know, we were close and, you know, had that, and then we couldn't grab the rebound, and and then we get a foul called and – you know we go to overtime and then you know we don't execute in o- in overtime as, as well as they do and we, you know we end up with a a tough stinging loss so <laughs> you know hopefully we uh you know can use that as motivation in playing this game
0: the last 15 years don't help you win this game this year but you guys have tended to rise to the occasion in this building and against this team and they've had good teams
5: yeah they have and they have a good team this year it's a it's a you know a, a younger team but um guard the guards are really good and um you know, in fact, they have you know, maybe seven, eight guys that actually, you know, shoot the ball from the three-point line had a percentage that's uh, better than our best guys. So, you know, we we got to guard the three-point line. we got to guard the pick-and-roll. This Harding kid, I think, had 27, 29 on us last year, most all pick-and-roll coming out of that. So we need to do a better job corralling him from there. He's way smaller and – you know, you know, it's not nearly on the same level, but he kind of reminds you a little bit of James Harden when he plays that pick and roll because he's left-handed and he gets yeah. into you. He gets to the free throw line, you know, nine, eight, nine times a game, gets fouled, uh, and and really has a knack for scoring out of the pick and roll. You know, this pick and roll is kind of turned into a, a a read and react kind of a, a play in college, anyways. And you, you you come off that and you see what they're guarding, and then you you know spit it to the corner or get it to the roll man and spit it to the corner, but. Or get to the pop guy and and shoot it, but but this Harding comes off of that p- pick and roll, really looking to score. Yeah, twenty
0: nine, like you said last year against you guys. I look at their career high scoring numbers, and for their five starters, I see a twenty four, a twenty five, a twenty nine, then that forty six from Harding, and they've never had a guy score that many points in a game than Jarek did late last year.
5: Yeah, and and they've had some good ones here, yeah. really good ones. I mean, we, we talk about it in the the twenty some odd years that uh, you know. I've, I've been a part of BYU coming up here and playing them and there have been some uh, s- some great guard combinations and uh, and you know th- th- this game is all it always comes down to you know a couple guys that uh, you know just really execute and perform and, and uh, you know we've had we, we, we've had some really good performances over the years if you just went right straight down the, uh, the games you, there's always a, one or two guys that really stand out with excellent offensive performance especially
0: Gonna be the same way tonight to start the game, James, Dave, is that right?
5: Yeah, we'll start the same way, and 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 hopefully, you know, we can, you know, keep Dalton on the floor. He's he's been getting some quick fouls, but uh, you know, the, the we'll have to, you know, see exactly how you know this game starts out. I I know these guards are going to be really anxious to get started because that's who they are. This is the fastest playing team that we've played all year. They average eighty-one possessions a game, and you know our our our. Uh, I think the most we've played is 80-possession game against, except for the overtime game with, yep. with Illinois State. It was an 80-possession game against Oral Roberts. So they're going to want to get the thing up and down the floor, and so we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, Randy told me that's the big system change that they put in is they're playing a little more up-tempo, and that, that should make it a fun game up and down tonight.
5: Yeah, we'll see, and uh, it'll be fun if you know if we're making <laughs> baskets and they're not. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, you know, I like our guys' resolve. I think that they've got a, a real good mindset to them. Uh, they compete hard. We had two good practices, you know, preparing for this, and, and hopefully our guys will be on it tonight. All
0: right, best of luck here tonight. We'll uh, talk to you post game. Thank you, Dave.
5: All right, thanks a lot, Greg.
0: All right, that is BYU head coach Dave Rose. And tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show, title and escrow, can be complicated with over 50 years' experience in Utah. Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. The Cougar tip-off show is coming your way next as our look ahead to BYU and Weber State continues from the D Event Center in Ogden on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
1: It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years, and by Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join Mark Durant, alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
0: Having lost back-to-back games, BYU tonight looks to get back on track at Weber State. Cougars and Wildcats meeting at the D Event Center for the first time since 2014. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant with you from courtside. Our statistician is BYU basketball's sixth all-time leading scorer, Russell Larson. Our studio host is Jason Shepard. Our control board operator is Nathan Israelson. Our coordinating producer is Terry South. And our broadcast intern tonight is Aaron Fitzner. You're listening to us on the New Skin BYU Sports Network via BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio 89.1 FM HD2, along with KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Also, we're on network affiliates in Utah and Idaho and streaming on org and com slash live radio, as well as on the BYU Radio and the BYU Cougars apps. You can also hear play-by-play archives SAP the game at org and on the BYU Radio app, also commercial-free on the new BYU Men's Basketball
4: podcast. Well, I, I, re- the- I remember when it was just... KSL, back in the day. Go up on the mountain. Go drive drive
0: your car to an overpass and listen to PJ on 11.60. (laughs) That's right. So many more options now. I hate that we have to keep talking about it. I do, but it's uh, quite literally the only thing keeping (laughs) BYU from looking like a complete team right now, and that's the Cougars' three-point shooting performance. We're a quarter of the way through the season, and BYU hasn't had a 40% game yet. The Cougs rank 318th nationally at 27.8% from the arc. Of the 11 players who've taken a three, seven are shooting under 25% on the year. Mark, these guys made a ton of threes over the summer. They can make threes in practice. I see it every day. I see them go on runs in practice. So the game performance is confounding. Yes, the addition next week of Nick Emery will help. But it's hard to believe BYU is having such a hard time with this shot, which is increasingly, as you know, Mark, such an
4: important part of the college game. You know that I'm a, a curmudgeon. Of course, you're a bah humbug in Body. I'm, I'm like Clint Eastwood, get off my longa. I miss. I don't. I don't like the three point shot. It's notwithstanding BYU's troubles with it. It's too easy. I miss the Danny Ainge running around without that line. He wasn't hunting a three point line. He was just playing basketball. And but that's not the case. I mean, the game is completely different now. It's all about the three. I mean, it's such a huge part. Even the pros, everybody's three, 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 three. And so if you want to compete, you need to be able to at least uh, you know be in the same ballpark as your opponent or you're going to get beat. I mean, that's just the nature of it. So well, so what's BYU's problem? Who knows what the problem is? But one thing is you kind of have to acclimate yourself. Like you and Russ and I could go make ten in a row <laughs> in, in the award bill. Okay, Hold Russ, Russ and on. I could. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's easy. I mean, you go to a ward ball game and guys lighten it up from the three-point line. But when you when you got incredible pressure and a 6'9 guy flying at you that can jump out of the gym and everything's fast, all of a sudden it becomes a, a more difficult prospect. And now look at Zach Celius's freshman year. As I recall, he started out terribly the first month or so. And then he became a 55% three-point shooter because he shot a bunch and he started to feel comfortable and started to learn what it took to, to make that shot. But the fact of the matter is, you just got, uh, you can get better by shooting in game situations to get the feel. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, you got to have, it takes an incredible mental toughness to be able to perform under the lights as it does to perform in practice. So, guys really need to step up and come, w- w- just be a little bit more mentally tough and have confidence in yourself. And just, you get that shot, this one is in. Not have little doubts, oh, I'm going to. Th- Shoot it up. I hope it goes in. No, give me the dang ball, as Keyshawn would say. I'm going to make this shot and start knocking down some shots because you're going to see a a whole (laughs) bunch of uh, basketball games like Illinois State. You're going to see it tonight. If BYU's shooting 6 for 28, goodbye. Streak over. They're going to lose. They need to start shooting 35 40% a night. And if they do it, they'll be really good. If not, it's going to be more of the same. Well, I'm personally ready to go make a 10 in a row with uh,
0: Mark and Russ down at the Ward House. Uh, break time. When we return to the D Event Center, my pregame conversation with Weber State head coach Randy Ray as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
1: This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Fred Rubel.
0: All right, The so back inside of the D Event Center in Ogden, a building in which BYU's won six straight, part of a 15-game win streak over the Wildcats. Coach Randy Ray's team featuring a core of returners from last season's squad, which did not play in the postseason. The Cats led by guard Jarek Harding, currently top 20 in scoring. Harding and all four of his fellow starters currently shooting 50% or better from the field. As the Wildcats are top 20 nationally in field goal percentage, they shoot 41 from the arc a short time ago. I spoke with Coach Ray here in Ogden about his team's dead-eye ways in the early part of the season.
6: Yeah, we we're kind of. Uh, it's a little surprising to be honest with you because we're we're really not that comfortable in our system. We changed our system a little bit this year, and so it's new to it's new not only to the four freshmen that are playing, but to the five or six veterans we have. So we're not really. I wouldn't say we're smooth at it yet, but we're kind of trying to. Find, we're finding ways to score, and I think we'll just get better at that as we go. In the next couple of weeks, I think we'll we'll make some headway towards that. But yeah, I'm pleased that we're shooting a fairly high percentage.
0: How do you describe the system change?
6: We're trying to play faster, you know we're we're more athletic, we're faster this year. Uh, I've got big guys that can run and move uh, and so uh, we just decided it was time to play up tempo and try to you know evolve a little bit. you know we've played a, a certain system for a while, and people have told me I'm crazy for changing it because we've done all right, but I just think you got to evolve with your personnel and our personnel kind of called for it, so we decided to do it, and it's a little bit of a leap of faith, but we're enjoy doing it. it's fun, it's fun trying to play a little different.
0: And BYU, meantime, is back to playing faster.
6: Yes, exactly. They and I knew they would be. You know, they're gonna, they're gonna. There's, I think, they're 17th in the country and in tempo and all that kind of stuff, which is how they play. And they're pushing that ball hard and running hard. And and uh, offensively, they look like the their old team that they used to be like a couple of years ago. And they got talented guys doing it
0: your average possession length is among the uh, shorter in the country on offense. Part of that is tempo. And part of the thing you want to see come back down is, is take the turnover number down a little bit.
6: Yeah. We're a, we're a, we're a low assist high turnover team right now, which I was a little worried about that with the new system the, you know, playing, we, we don't have our rotation set yet, you know, how we want to go. And so there's a little uncomfortable, uh, uneasiness about running our offense. So I do it be high, but it's too high because our skill level is good. It's pretty good. and, and I think it comes with comfort level. And the more games we play, I think we'll see that turn around a little bit. It has to. And thanks, you're better tonight. But uh, that's got to turn around for us.
0: Bahamas, what a trip for you guys. I got to the title game, uh, and it was uh, one game the three-pointer wins it for you in the final seconds. The next mm-hmm. game a three-pointer loses it for you in the final seconds.
6: That's the way it goes, isn't it, I guess? You know, we hit one and, and we lost one. And we kind of – that Bakersfield game, they got a good team. Uh, yeah. they're, they're a good team, and, and uh, uh, we just need to take away a three-point shot and uh, we screwed up a switch and <laughs> and they hit it and their best shooter hit it so uh, you know it's the way it goes early season it's a it's a great learning experience for our team and and we were finishing the game with three freshmen at the time and and they had to figure it out and, and they didn't figure it out but next time they will figure it out so it was a good good experience for us and I thought we got better down there and you know you can't substitute you can't speed up experience you just got to keep throwing these guys out there and until they get a bunch of games under their belt, then uh, then we'll play better.
0: Derek Carrick missed the first couple of games. Uh, I guess a foot or ankle injury for him. Yeah. He's played four. Looks like, just like his old self. Uh, top twenty nationally in scoring right now. You've had so many good players come through here, and he looks to be as good as
6: any of them. He's pretty good, you know. He really is. He's a slippery little guy. I'm telling you, he's got a lot of game. He scores it at every level. You know, he can shoot it. He's got a mid range, and he's he's a really really good finisher around the rim and. And he's fearless. He's fearless and, and uh, he's tough. And so, you know, he does remind me of some of the really good guards we've had here as far as the toughness, competitiveness, and he's a great great kid and a hard worker. So he's a good player. He's, he's hard to handle, and uh, uh, he's getting better too, which is a fun thing.
0: He's taken as many free throws in four games as Yoli Childs has taken in eight, and Yo gets to the line pretty good.
6: Yeah, yeah. He he, he gets to the rim, you know, and he's he takes a lot of punishment now. He's, he's put on about – eight to nine pounds since last year which he needed to because he hits the floor a lot and and that's helped him but uh, but he, he he can get to the line and it's refreshing for our team you know to get those uh, easy baskets or easy points at the free throw line.
0: Hey, what do you think of Dave Rose's team uh, right now through, uh, through eight games?
6: Well I really like them obviously I mean they've got really good experience and you know with TJ and Yoli I mean those two guys have to be considered a first team all WCC players I would think their talent level puts them in, in that position and And then the other guys just really feed off of them. And I like their team a lot. I like how they're playing. They look like they're comfortable playing that way again, faster. And, uh, you know, they just got – when you got an inside-outside weapon like you have, you're always going to be good. And they have that. And I I see some of these younger guys, you know, coming in. Connor Harding's going to be really good. Uh, Baxter Kid's going to be really good. They're kind of like our young guys. They're still young. And they're trying to get comfortable. But the thing that jumps out at me, obviously they can score and they're hard to handle uh, offensively. But I think defensively they're playing at a really, really high level and uh, playing really, really well. And to me, that scares me as much as anything, uh, how well they're playing there.
0: What do you see when you see BYU's 28% number from the arc right now?
6: I think it's, uh, uh, I don't think it's going to last. <laughs> they're too good of shooters, you know, and I think it's a little bit of early season stuff going on. You know, early season, you see some weird scores in games. You see... Weird stats till teams really get their groove and start to feel comfortable. That's going to go up. It's going. It has to. You know, obviously TJ can really shoot it, but uh, Zach can really shoot it. Connor Harding can really shoot it. I've seen that enough in AAU. I, I think it's a comfort level, and that's going to go way up.
0: Okay, Coach Randy Ray. I appreciate your time as always. Uh, we'll look for you and your guys in Salt Lake City one week from now. Thank you.
6: Absolutely. Thanks, Greg.
0: All right, that is Weaver State head coach Randy Ray leading us into tonight's Be the Judge feature sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. We've got some more BYU basketball trivia for you tonight with TJ Haas joining BYU's 1,000-point club the other evening at Illinois State. BYU now has 3,000-point scores on the same roster at the same time for only the second time in Cougar Hoops history. Which other BYU trio accounts for the only other grouping of 1,000-point scorers? The answer next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from the D Events Center in Ogden on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
1: Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. BYU and
0: Weaver State tipping it off. Top of the hour. Time now for the answer in tonight's "You Be The Judge feature, brought to you by Legally Mine. And here's the trivia question. With T.J. Haas having joined BYU's 1,000-point club the other evening, BYU now has three 1,000-point scorers on the same roster at the same time for only the second time in BYU basketball history. Which BYU trio accounts for the only other grouping of 1,000-point scorers? Tough one. I'm going to go Jimmer, Jackson, Brandon we got to go back a little farther in time to 1979-80 for Danny Ainge, yeah. Alan Taylor, and Scott Rooney. Oh, okay. I-, I
4: watched those games. That was my introduction. I love all those guys. Isn't
0: that man. amazing, though? 79-80, between then and now, BYU's never had 3,000-point yeah. scores on the roster at the same right. time, having done 1,000 points. Obviously, there's been a bunch of guys that yep. have done that, but at the same time, yeah.
4: junior, senior year-ish, uh, yeah, that's that's unusual. So,
0: for example, Jimmer and Jax didn't have Brandon get it till later, right. so Brandon, they would have been gone already. So, yeah, eventually a 1,000-point score, but at the same time, quite the amazing thing. So it's Yoli Childs, Nick Emery, and T.J. Haas. That's You Be the Judge, brought to you by Legally Mind. Time for a final break. Our closing segment of the Cougar Tip-Off show coming up next live from the D Event Center in Ogden on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
1: The Cougar Tip-Off show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside.
0: All right, tip off just moments away. Uh, Nick Emery's on the bench tonight here uh, in civilian clothes. Uh, kind of took care of himself to get himself to Ogden watch his guys. And, Mark, it's the last game we're going to see Nick not in uniform. Next time BYU plays, he'll be putting up shots that's bound to help this team.
4: I can't wait. I've missed him. Uh, this team needs him. It's been a long time, and uh, it's hard to know what we'll see from him, but they they need him. So whatever he can bring to the table will be welcome. All right,
0: BYU and Weber State tipping it off next. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.